Hey everyone, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up everybody? Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, and I have a special guest with me today, Scott Catanzarite. He is a close friend of mine. He's actually a South Bend native, born and raised. He's been in the sales industry for uh, about 19 years, and he's actually working in the same industry that I'm in right now. I'm in the mortgage industry, but he's a partner of mine. He works at Metropolitan Title. He is the branch manager and a partner of the company. And so uh, Scott has a lot of um, just a lot of insight when it comes to leadership, when it comes to sales, when it comes to just being a successful person in life and in business. And so I really thought that it'd be cool to have Scott on the show for a, just to get a little bit of his feedback on what it takes to be successful. Scott, thanks for being with me, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Of course. And so uh, I want to just get right into some of the questions. And the first thing that I want to ask you is, um, you know, what are some things that you want to be known for? And then I'm going to get into some of the other questions. Sure, sure. Well, I think, you know, anytime you start off with th- that question, you have to go right away to where your heart is, which is family, right? Mm-hmm. So I always want to be, I'd love to be somebody that's remembered for being a tremendous father, a great husband, brother, son. Um, but when it comes to professionally, I think I would really love to be known for someone who always did the right thing mm-hmm. and try to do things the right way. Mm, that's um, good. You know, tr- you know, treating people with respect, doing what you say you're going to do. You know, I think that's, that's something that you strive for in any industry that you're in is to be known for someone who stands up and, and does the right thing. Man, I think that's really good. Dependability, mm-hmm. uh, consistency. I know that having a pattern of consistency means a whole lot. I used to work with a friend of mine that's uh, was sort of a, he kind of helped groom me a little bit in the mortgage industry. And he always told me, you know, one of the things you have to do if you're building a good reputation is do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You know, it sounds so simple, but man, so many people drop the ball on well, that. And I think that that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, how many times, whether it's work or, or family or home life or anything like that, you know, that's what you count on when someone mm-hmm. tells you, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this you know, and, and they don't kind of let you down. So, right. yeah. you know, when you say you're going to do something, make sure you do it. You know, I think for me, I, I feel like I'm pretty good about that in business, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a lot of times when we have, it's hard to say that, you know, how do you have a balance in business and in life? Because, you know, you could be really good at your job, but then, and you do what you say you're going to do, yeah. but it's another thing when you sometimes don't do what you say you're going to do for your children right. or for your wife. Like, hey, I'm going to be home at a certain time. And if my wife is listening, she knows that I strive to try to do the right thing on that end right. of things. But there, there are many times where I let my family down. And I know this is sort of off topic, but doing what you say you're going to do, do you find that to be sometimes a struggle when it comes to that balance between that work and life? It is. I mean... You know, there's so many times, no matter what your career is or what industry you're in, where your job is going to be demanding a little bit more of your time. Right. And I think sometimes because of that, we we want to naturally push our family or the people closest to us, mm-hmm. you know, to the back burner. You know, I'll make up for it this weekend. Right. But that's something that you, you have to try to strive for. How can you, you know, be successful at what you do? Be consistent with what you do, but also being able to do that at home. 
Right. No, it's it's a it's something that you know as a as somebody that's in the professional world that you know you have a lot of things demanded on your time that you have to make an effort right to do those things. And I know that you just uh, not too long ago had a vacation and you were really good about taking that time to be with your family and, and uh, try to disconnect a little bit yep. from uh, the office. And I think that's a, it was a, it was a, I respect that out of, uh, out of you and out of people that are like that. It, it was great. The only downside is, is that you ended up with a lot less pictures because you didn't have yeah. your cell phone with you because <laughs> yeah. you don't have a camera anymore, Man. right? You know what, your camera's your cell phone. So, <laughs> you know, you, you have the memories up here upstairs, yeah. but, but, uh, nowhere near the number of pictures that are normally taken right. but but you know what that's okay we got to we have to spend a lot of quality time with mm-hmm. with the family and you're present with them very yeah. present absolutely you know that's that's the main thing well uh we may get more into this sure. kind of topic but uh what i wanted you to share with the people that are listening they may be you know just graduating from college this is that time of year they may have just got out of high school going into college they may be starting a career um there may be people that are just trying to transition from one career to another um, you are a leader and you've proven that you've been successful in sales for 19 years, but you've been entrusted to be a branch manager and a partner of a company that's very successful. Mm-hmm. And so from your point of view, and it really would be based on your experience, what would you say would be like your top three, five tips for people that are really trying to just strive for success to be a leader and really um, own their leadership roles? What would you say would be your top you know, tips for them? Well, I think, you know, Number one, which is probably going to feel like an odd one, mm-hmm. is the ability to listen, mm-hmm. right? You know, oftentimes we go through our day, you know, trying to get our work done, trying to, for us, get to the next closing or for you, you mm-hmm. know, get the next loan close, things like that. Right. And sometimes it feels like we're being successful, but being mm-hmm. available and listening to feedback from your from your customers, you know, being available to... um adjust when you're when you're striving to meet people's expectations Mm -hmm. you have to be able to listen and understand what people's expectations are and that can be said for customers it can be said for even internal staff you know everybody's a little bit unique everybody's a little bit different everybody runs their business a little bit differently everybody wants something different out of their own employment and Mm -hmm. being able to actually listen to what people are saying Mm -hmm. and and understanding what what they're saying to you right and being able to be flexible and adjust yes and and to to deliver on those expectations Mm. i think that's a huge huge part in anybody's success you know not listening so that you can figure out what you're going to say next man that's good yeah (laughs) but actually listening to what somebody has to say and real quick while you're talking about that there's uh, my wife used to work for a doctor mm-hmm. at a doctor's office and she had really good bedside manner, mm-hmm. man. She treated her patients so well, but inside the office, oh man, the staff horrible. Yeah. And what I, what one thing I took from that is that you need to remember that you have to have an ability to listen to not only your customers yeah. and business partners, but you need to be that same way within the office as well, yeah. because there's some leaders that are good at one side of it, but they're not good internally. And so I thought that was a that's a good point. No, it is. I mean, you you can't disregard either side. You can't, you know, put all of your attention on the outside mm-hmm. and and not pay attention to the inside. It's it's a something that encompasses both areas that you need to really focus on and really listen. Right. Okay. So uh, ability to listen, love that. That's foundational. Um, what else? Uh, you hit it on earlier. I think consistency. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's to bring up their name in an interview is a little bit difficult, but if you look at somebody like McDonald's, you know, they're, they're not successful because they on Thursdays make one really good hamburger. (laughs) But when you pull into McDonald's parking lot, you know what you're getting Right. right every time. Now, whether you like it or not, that's entirely your choice. Right. But <laughs> clearly, according to their signs, 17 billion people love what they do. Right. Exactly. So, but I think that that's, that goes, again, you know, whether it's work or home life, you know, trying to keep that balance, being consistent. Um, you know, I think people enjoy working with companies or working with individuals that they know what to expect and they know what they're going to get. Right. And, and that level of consistency, consistency you know, throughout the day, throughout the week, the month, the year, if people know what they're going to to get out of you, then that really builds a strong and successful foundation for whether it's your relationships, personal or professional. That's good. That reminds me of um, dependability and predictability. Mm-hmm. And to some people, don't, they don't like, they like to uh, you know, in life, they're like, hey, I just like to kind of fly by the seat of my pants. You know, I like to just go where the wind takes me. But when it comes to business and success and leaders, one thing that I do know is that if you are very clear on your vision, if you're very clear on what you expect of others, and they can obviously depend on you and, and know what to expect of you. Um, one of the top, actually, I was in a um, a sales, like a roundtable thing, and they were saying that one of the reasons for employee frustration is that they never had a clear vision and they never had clear job roles or job descriptions either. And so I having that clarity, consistency, man, that is so good. And, and of course I'm getting off on a tangent, but consistency, that's, that's really good. Anything you want to add to that? No. And I think that that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, oftentimes become difficult in, in what we do because I don't want to say it's fly by the seat of your pants, but things change so quickly mm-hmm. in our industry. You know, you can you can have a transaction that on Tuesday morning doesn't look like it's going to close in for another week, and all of a sudden right. Thursday you're like, "Hey, can we close this on Friday?" Right. And so, yeah, the 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 benefit of being consistent mm-hmm. is that when you're consistent every day and you're striving towards getting those things accomplished, it makes you flexible mm-hmm. mm. to be available for situations that tend to, to be for other people that kind of going where the wind takes you or flying by the seat of your pants. Right. If you're consistently working towards those goals, if you're, if in, in our world, if we're, you know, striving for trying to get, you know, figures and packages in for closings and things like that. Right. Earlier on in the week, we were more flexible later in the week when right. you have some of those situations that come up. So, mm-hmm. you know, being consistent isn't necessarily, you know, walking in every morning and saying hi to everybody and right. getting your cup of coffee from the gas station and right. your, your one jelly donut or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. It's really, you know, focusing on getting those things accomplished because it allows you a little bit more flexibility than if you're not. Man, that's so true. So in our business specifically, it's like if you're consistent, it allows you to, cause not, I mean, there's very few people that are really consistent, right? It allows you then to be more flexible. Sure. And uh, we talked about this as well as one of your kind of top things. And that is, and this is what I notice in you where you have that can do attitude. Mm-hmm. Like just so you guys know, I mean, this is the the last of the month and Scott took the time out of his day to be here with me just to kind of share some feedback and, and some insight into how he's successful. And uh, he didn't have to do this, but he took the time to be here when I know that he's got a lot of things on his plate all the time. And so having that can do attitude, and being positive, I mean, speak to that a little bit, because I think that's so important. Well, you know, I look at, 
our, and I don't want to be, you know, stuck on our industry all the time. Cause I think a lot of this stuff applies to any industry, any field that you're in, but I don't, there's never really been a time, whether it's in my current role or previous roles where I didn't feel confident that we were going to figure it out, you know, and, and having that, that attitude towards, you know, working towards a solution, no matter what the, the problem is, no matter what the, the situation is, there's always a solution. And sometimes it takes you a little bit longer than you'd like to come to that solution. But I think, you know, when you're, when you're faced with any kind of challenge, you, when, when everybody's on the same page, when everybody's striving towards reaching that goal, mm-hmm. there's really nothing you can't overcome together. And right. so you, you find that every day, no matter what you know, industry you're in, no matter what business you're in, you know, it would be great to, mm-hmm. to have a place where you never ran into any challenges and right. you showed up every day and everybody was happy and everybody right. left. They wouldn't need us. They, they wouldn't need us, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, but I think a, a lot of it is just, you know, whether you're wired that way or, or, or what, but it's just kind of this inner peace that right. it'll get figured out right. and, and you, you'll, you'll come to a successful outcome in the end of it. Right. Is, is kind of where my mindset is always at, no matter you know what the case may be. Yeah. You know, I always get into um, mental fortitude and stuff when I'm on the podcast. And I think that that is, that's the foundational um, to success. And you know, I think sometimes people's predisposition when they're going in through a problem is right away to think of all the problems right? instead of figuring out the solution. And uh, man, that's just, that's so good because uh, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be successful, you should not be the one that is agreeing with all of the complaints. Right. Otherwise you'll just be like everybody else right. and, and you'll just plateau in life. So I think, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, oftentimes what you find is there's a tendency for people to immediately instead of searching for the solution search for who made the mistake right right Man, so we, so we spend you know so much time trying to figure out you know where the mistake was and zero time on trying to solve the problem Man, that is so true. right yes. so so sometimes you have to be the only person that is going to disregard who made the mistake for the time being yeah and let's figure out the solution and then once we've solved the problem or once we've accomplished what we needed to then we can go back and mm-hmm and reinvent the wheel to try to find out where we went wrong. It's right. important. You know, that I'm not trying to downplay that because it's an important step. You know, if you're not looking at, you know, maybe it's a, a situation where um, operationally you miss something, you know, right. you missed a step and, and your perfect plan all of a sudden has a hole in it. Well, there's nothing that says you can't go back and fix that. Right. So it's important to go back and, and try to determine where, you know, something may have went a little sideways, but at the end of the day, you, you need to get the job done or, or get the next closing done or right. you know, make that next customer happy. So that focusing a lot of attention and time on who made the mistake Passing is a waste of time. Right. Trying to figure out who, yeah, you're right. I mean, actually I had a, an experience myself just recently um, where, you know, I try not to make any mistakes obviously in our business, um, but I did. I, I actually missed a it was a guideline situation with um, a client of ours. Uh, we, we found a solution out. Um, but many times <clears throat> we will we will try to figure out who can we blame while we're finding that solution. And so, you know, one thing that really diffused the situation was when I told the client, I said, it was my fault. Yeah. 
I am so terribly sorry. I've got a solution for you, but I just want you to know that nobody else's fault but mine. I missed this and, um, and I'll figure out a, a way to get this thing done for you. And so we did, and the buyer was okay with it. Yeah. Obviously it's not ideal, but I think, um, having a spirit of humility, knowing that, you know what, we're going to make mistakes. And I believe people respect that. I yeah. mean, when you start to, you know, point fingers, then I don't know. I just feel like you're setting yourself up for a future failure. You sure. Know? Well, at some point you're going to make one, right? right? So if you're continually pointing your fingers at other people saying, you know, you did this wrong at some point, someone's gonna be able to point the finger at you. Yeah. And I always felt that the same level of understanding and compassion that I have for other people that have made mistakes. And instead of berating somebody or mm-hmm. pointing the finger and, you know, to be able to be understanding and say, okay, you made a mistake. Let's figure out how we get this fixed and get this taken care of. There's gonna be a time where I make a mistake and I can only hope that the person on the other end has the same caring and compassion that I had right, for that mistake. But I think, no you know, and I think that's another thing that, you know, I think sometimes allows us to be successful is, you know, having that honesty with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had the opportunity this morning to, to meet with, with somebody that was uh, applying for an open position we have with our company. And it was, it was kind of fascinating that, you know, this was a younger person. They were 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been spending the last few months in the, the automotive world selling cars. Okay. And, um, they made a comment that I haven't been able to pick people out of the parking lot that, that won't be able to afford a car. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, sometimes you can just tell. And I said, well, you can't always judge a book by its cover, but right. having that ability to meet with those people, showing them, you know, giving them of your time to show them the cars they want to look at or, right. you know, whatever the case may be. And, but to be able to sit down with them and have an honest conversation with them to say, guys, here's the reality of your situation. At this time, you know, you guys aren't in a position to buy a car. You know, right. these are some things you need to do to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's powerful to be able to just be upfront and honest with people. Mm. Yeah. Whenever, whenever it's a positive, we always love telling people the positive stuff, right. right? Right. But being able to have those conversations when they may not be uh, the most comfortable conversations yeah. to have. Yeah, they right. have to be had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you just talked about, you know, if there's a situation you've made a mistake, raise your hand right. and say, Hey, this one's on me, but right. here's the solution. Absolutely. Yeah. Those crucial conversations is yeah. the ones that can really help you grow. Now uh, we're going to be wrapping up here in a little bit, but one thing that I'm really intrigued about when I you know, discover your history and everything, you got into a different industry. I mean, of course you were in sales and you've been uh, obviously a leader for years, but you got into the uh, title industry with metropolitan title. Um, like we said about six years ago, and, um, and, and you weren't in the title industry before that. And you really just have been doing awesome. So, um, how do you do that? How do you sort of reinvent yourself to a point where you've become the success that you are right now within the company you're at? Well, I think it's, it's funny you say that because I remember, uh, when I interviewed for the open position, uh, a little over six years ago, um, you know, the person interviewing me actually asked me that question, you know, you're coming from an industry where, you know, you have something to sell. I used to sell shopping carts, so yeah. it's super exciting, <laughs> right? right? Uh, grocery store. We all need shopping carts. Yeah, we carts, all need them. Yeah, Scott. everybody needs them, right? <laughs> right. Um, ours had four wheels, just like everybody <laughs> else's. But, but, you know, being able to have something physical that you that you sold, right? You know, mm-hmm. here's our checkout lane. It has a belt, it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, and going into a, a place where you're really trying to... Uh, 
for lack of a better word, sell a service, right? Mm -hmm. And we sell title insurance. I mean, unless you're buying a house, you probably don't even know what it is. Right. And quite honestly, before I even, you know, up until a couple of days before I applied for the position, I don't even know what it is either. Right. right? So, but I think in any industry, in any, in any profession, if you're a salesperson managing people, whatever the case may be, everything comes down to one thing and that's relationships, mm -hmm. right? Being able to be that consistent person who tries to do things the right way, mm -hmm. you know, building those relationships with people that they entrust their business with you, you know, right. in, in our world that we deal with, you know, oftentimes you have people that are making a choice mm -hmm. to put their customers in your hands right. and saying, I trust you to meet or exceed all of my expectations I have for you and my clients' right. expectations. Mm -hmm. And we've always looked at it, I think, may possibly from a unique perspective, you know, when it comes to you guys as lenders or, mm -hmm. or real estate agents, we're an extension of your company. Right. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a direct reflection of the business that you mm -hmm. have and the service level that you provide to people. So at the end of the day, to be successful, whether it's selling shopping carts or title insurance or, you know, hot dogs at the right. ballpark, whatever the case may be. Right. A lot of it's just relationships right? And, and getting to know people, understanding, you know, what makes them tick, mm -hmm. what, what can you do to be, to help them be successful? Right. What role can you play in that? So, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it really wasn't, it was a nerve wracking. Sure. I was coming from a place that I'd been, you know, for 10 years and I knew everything about every single thing that I had and right. going into an entirely new industry. Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully, you know, pretty early on, I made some pretty good connections with some agents that, you know, I could lean on, you know, right. yourself included. I think mm -hmm. early on, we, you know, we have to meet each other a couple of times and, and really, you know, having those conversations with those people that you built mm -hmm. those relationships with and said, listen, if I'm not delivering on your expectations, you have my phone number, call me right away. Right. Right. And don't feel like you're going to offend me if, right. <laughs> if mm -hmm. the conversation isn't good. And I think that helps you grow and helps you learn mm -hmm. um, no matter what industry you're in. So, you know, a, a lot of the things that we do, you know, whether it's selling RVs or, or whatever the case is, a lot of it's just those relationships that you build up. People want to work with people that they trust and that they like. And that's and just to kind of go right back to what you said initially, and that was just to, to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I think if you've got a reputation of doing the right thing, um, no matter what, even if you don't have all the answers, even though you're, you may not be the expert, sure. uh, which I obviously um, I've started in the mortgage industry when I had no idea. Uh, I didn't, I lived at home with my parents when yeah. I first started. The I was doing mortgages for people and I never even had a mortgage <laughs> myself. And so um, you don't have to. Um, know it all. Yeah. You just have to make sure that you've got sincerity. You, you're striving to do the right thing. You're setting the right expectations. And like you said, you're building those relationships. And I think that's good. And so um, let's go ahead and just finish it up, man. Scott, I really appreciate you taking the time. I think what you've, the feedback that you've given is, is really awesome. I think it's for anybody. It, it transcends uh, industry. And so those of you who are listening, if uh, you're a college graduate, high school graduate, if you're somebody that's transitioning to a different career, um, I think there's a lot of tidbits that you can take away from this and apply it to your own life. And Scott, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, those Thanks of you who don't me. know um, anything about the title industry, uh, Scott is the man to uh, get a hold of. He's with Metropolitan Title. They're a, a great partner of ours in the, um, the Michiana area, and uh, they just do a good job. So those of you who um, have not subscribed, uh, please subscribe to the Purpose and Performance podcast. You can uh, rate our show. You can actually share this with others as well. And until next time, this is Jonathan McKinnis, and we will see you guys later. Thanks, Scott. 
You're welcome.